I need to have sex. It is written, so it shall be done in China. You are and will always be an all-star. 11 years ago, you changed my life, Ru. And I just want to say thank you so much. And you're changing my life again. And I cannot thank you enough. On China, 11 years ago, you changed my life. Now, sashay away. I'm disappointed that my time here is so short, but this is not the last that you'll see of me. I promise you that. I will haunt you in your dreams, and my legacy will live on forever, and ever, and ever. Celebrate your life, because life is a celebration. Goodbye, y'all. Now, Mary, don't get it twisted. I feel like if the clip of the week were visual, it would be Shea Coulee's runway look. But because we are a, a an aural medium, uh, we went with... Well, s- you know, <laughs> at least to start, but if things get a little hotter, then maybe we'll move further than aural. I don't know. <laughs> the nice amuse-bouche, you know? Yeah, life is a celebration after all. Um, yeah. uh, to to segue to this clip of the week, Angina went home. Angina, you know, pizza queen in the running. Angina, who I feel like just she has done so much for this franchise that <clears throat> I think goes unnoticed. And I just want to start by talking about that beautiful mantra: "Life is a celebration." I just think it informs so much about a person, right? Uh, the colors that they wear, it informs their actions, it informs their dialogue, it informs uh, their relationships. And I just wanted to give pause to that beautiful phrase that happened 11 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's sort of a, you know, it's sort of like someone saying, life is a celebration, and then you peek out the window and you're like, really, girl? Is it really? Okay. <laughs> All right. Like, I think this is the part of the party where somebody spilled something and we all realized the party might need to be put on pause. Like someone needs to record scratch this this celebration right now. But I think. Okay, interesting. Very interesting. Not to knock the sentiment, but I think it's like um, I don't think that it means that it isn't. It's just kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's a it's a reminder that even I guess when things are pretty fucking grim, it's like, well, you know. There's still joy. There's still reasons to be joyful. You know, get up, look sickening, make them eat it, things like that. Um, Every hallway is a runway. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but I think th- I think there have been a few things this season, just in these first two episodes, that have felt like, oh, wow, that's a- it- ironic timing. Like Mariah's Timely. performance mm-hmm. last week, where it's like, mm. wow, ironic timing. Huh. Um, but indeed, yeah, I was watching the cheese bubble on that pizza queen and... Uh, spoke too soon. Spoke too soon. She's not our season's pizza queen. Well, she still could be, but, you know, uh, if they, you know, bring her back or something happens, I mean, a pizza queen can still be a pizza queen even if they go home second, right? Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you've got to be really careful because if you ever reheated pizza, it it's still pizza and I still <laughs> love it. Don't get me twisted on that either, but, you know, uh, 
just make sure you're not putting it in the microwave, you know? Yeah. No, I hear you. You know, I think uh, thinking about your perspective of hearing life is a celebration right now, it's like, what? Shut up. You know, uh, I hear you on that. Um, there's other things to be fighting for instead of celebrating. But I think a celebration, if you're in Angina's shoes, if you're in any of these queen's shoes, right? If you're in anybody's shoes, there is always room for that. There is always room for I'm still alive. I'm still yeah, alive. Well, yeah, I'm still fighting. It, yeah. Um, it's a cause worth fighting for. Yeah. Sure. Um, and not for nothing. I mean, again, we've said this before, but on China, and they mentioned this in, was it Wachapakan or Untucked? But all the way back to season one, they didn't know what the the, the impact that the show was going to have until Angina. I, I feel strongly about that, that it was Angina's story that kind of really gave birth to, oh, there's a lot more we can do with this ticky-tacky little TV show. I remember reading, I think it was like Entertainment Weekly or some review of the show early on, and maybe it was even looking back after a few seasons, but I remember it saying that like, when the show started, you know, yeah, it just kind of seems like this tacky, fun, you know, filmed in a basement reality show on VH1, but then Angina won the challenge and came out as HIV positive, and like that whole moment happened, and I mean, like talk about a record scratch, it was like, oh, oh, this is real, and that was kind of the sentiment was like, that was the moment when people realized that RuPaul's Drag Race was so much more than just like the drag version of America's Next Top Model. Mm -hmm. Right. Right, that it was actually doing something important culturally. And I mm -hmm. honestly believe that it was that episode that really created a lot of shockwaves and really kind of built this very strong structure for the show to continue to be a platform. Yeah, I wonder, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who haven't seen season one, and Bob and Violet talked about this on the pit stop, like the importance of season one. It really is like such a great little season and yes. uh it's the little season that could and it has so many great moments it's got great lip syncs it's got uh, drama you grab and, a and tits I, grab a snatch yeah yeah, yeah. it's the the Chan i mean chanel oh, chanel, chanel. Uh, the, like the original villain mary the original like, villain and 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 yet beyond even just a villain, she was Chanel, like the the one she was most villainous towards ultimately was herself. Like mm -hmm. she brought herself down and like, cause I, I feel like season one, obviously it's a quick and dirty season, but like it starts with Akasha as the villain. Um, not uncommon for drag race to right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, not correct. uncommon. Yeah. Not surprising. <laughs> um, you know, right on brand season one, uh, but then obviously once Akasha leaves, it's like Chanel, Chanel was more than just a villain. She was this like, this grand high witch, mm. who, you know, who was just like casting all sorts of sorcery and, and was just, I don't know, like was, if you haven't seen season one, oh my God, it's just so good. What? Uh, oh my God! I'm so. It's cr oh Rebecca Glasscock. Then Rebecca Glasscock is kind of painted as yeah the the Adore Delano like why is she here kind of thing. But uh, not so much a villain per se. 
correct? Re- Rebecca was this like that was remember with doing season nine. We talked about how Valentina was like the long con. Mm-hmm. Rebecca was the original long con because oh, that the, the narrative was that throughout the season we realized like oh she's not this isn't real like right. we strung her along. Uh, there was just something off about that. Mm, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, great. we. I do have more to say about uh, the villain and have and being a villain on a reality show. But on Gina, again, just giving credit to where credit is due. And I did not watch the pit stop, but uh, it is true. That season is so important to understand different structures and archetypes that inform how the show went forward. And on Gina being the heart of the season. Yeah, she certainly was. And, you know, and she wasn't even like the miscongeniality. Nina Mm-mm. Flowers ended up getting miscongeniality, uh, and rightly so, because she was just. I mean, again, like who would have thought Nina Flowers was on season one? Right. Like right. people talk about, oh, Drag Race. Like as it, you know, early on, they didn't take many risks in the kind of drag they showed. It was like <laughs> the first season had like Nina fucking Flowers and yeah. Tammy Brown and Tammy Brown and Angina, bald queen. Okay, and who got red? Who got red for looking to? much like a little boy, right? Like it, all of those crazy uh-huh. things that we heard 11 years ago about drag and uh, surpassed it all, just completely transcended it and is still here, is still working. Traffic, it was this small little moment to show how badly, even in All-Stars 1, how badly the fandom wanted Angina back, right? Like we've been wanting this. The ones that have yeah. been around. It's cer- yeah, it is certainly uh, a bummer that she's not going to be around more. But, you know, I also think there's – I know that it's kind of considered, you know, not – in this game, in this world, in this relative thing, you know, there's no dignity and honor in nominating yourself to go home. But there's something kind of admirable about that too of like, uh, okay. Yeah, like, if you watched uh, – did you watch uh, watch your pet cat? What, uh, I can't fucking speak today, Mary's. My bad. Did you watch What You Packing? I did watch What You're Packing. So I loved how she broke that down for mm-hmm. Michelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, she, wasn't she saying, like, I, you know, she wanted to play fair and, like, you know, I don't remember all of the exact quote, but I, uh, that's what I'm she, remembering. She wanted to play fierce and fabulous, but also fair. Yeah. And she was like, I was looking at the competition as a whole. I was looking at judges' critiques. I was looking at challenges. And she's like, I fucked up the reading challenge. I fucked up my talent show, okay? And then, you know, I lost my voice, so I didn't really do well in this challenge. And it's like, this isn't fair. It's not fair for me to stay. When Mm -hmm. India did really well the first week and Mariah did really well the first week, they both did great, you know, in the the reading challenge maybe. And I was like, okay, that, I understand why she said that, why she pulled the send me home Chanel kind of thing. Yeah. It's a very season one thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I know. I was like, well, how do you like that? Because I, I was thinking about that. Who else should oh, there was one that? other. There was Nikki, one other. Nikki Dahl kind of did that yes. last season. Yes. I feel Nikki like there Dahl was an, another one. But uh, maybe our sleuth and Marys will point it out. There is, I feel like it was fairly recent with like a yeah. season t- 11 or something. Uh, just send me home. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of it. Uh, yeah, Mary's help us out. <laughs> well, Angina sending you home. Uh, the other reason I chose this clip of the week uh, is obviously because of that amazing meme that's going around on the internet. Like, 
This is uh, what a gay kid says when he runs into his English teacher on the street. 11 years ago, you changed my life. 11 years ago, you changed my life. <laughs> oh, I know. I was just like transported, like running into Mrs. Wilmot at Food Town. I don't know if you remember me. <laughs> oh. oh, honey. We always remember the ones like you. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, I, uh, I've had students, I've run into students at the most random times and it's always very, it's interesting because I always say, oh my God, like I ran into you at the perfect time, like when I needed to run into you. And the student says the same thing back to me. Like I really needed to see you that day kind of thing. Hmm. Wow. Well, that's kind of, uh, that's nice. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, divine timing. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not when well, I'm like in an Applebee's on a date, you know? <laughs> no. I don't want anyone to see me in an Applebee's, period. You do not. <laughs> You do not want to see me in an Applebee's, especially once the appetizer sampler has arrived. You know? Yeah, you, you request a back booth, you know? Oh, yeah. Face absolutely. away from the door. And I face away. Face away. Do you mind sitting by the bathroom? It's probably, it's fine. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. But then it's risky because if somebody you know needs to go to the bathroom, they're leaving the bathroom and then they I see know. you. <laughs> I know. So I need to be turned away from both the front of the restaurant and the bathroom. I may just eat in the maintenance closet. Can you just bring the food to the st- the third stall in the men's room? Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> like a trough in there. All right, Mary. Oh, God. Uh... There's nothing worse than the third stall in the men's room of Applebee's. Well, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about this uh, lovely episode. And before we do, tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, they're, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. <laughs> so, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this beady, beady little TV show. I'm Johnny, and you're not Ben Cram, and you wish you were. And I'm Colin, and I am eating an, amp- an appetizer sampler at Applebee's in the third stall of the men's room. Please send help. Tap, tap. Tap, tap. <laughs> Knock three times if you want me. <laughs> oh, well, Mary, did you like this episode? What do you think? Uh, I I mean, it's another, like, very familiar format. We kind of hit, like, you know, oh, yep, all the same beats. We've done this before. Uh, I would say, you know... It, I would say that the song was not a bop for me. I found it to be very repetitive. And like Bob and Violet talked about this in the pit stop, but like there was just a lot going on. There was a lot going on and all of it was the same note. And I think that's what put me off was like each, each verse was like, okay, this is like the same, like you're all following the same like little pattern here. And so it didn't didn't go anywhere. And I mean, to semi-paraphrase, oh, someone's hungry for appetizers at Applebee's right now, uh, to paraphrase Shea Coulee, it was a five-word chorus. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, I like the concept, but I just found the song to be, um, it just kind of like, it was like, can someone turn off that car alarm, you know? Mm, interesting. You know, I, I didn't, the only note that I can take about the song uh, in general is that it was this song about love 
that then turns out to be a stalking song or an obsession song, which I'm like, okay, that wasn't funny. Like if, if they were going to make that funny, they should have like really leaned into it somehow Mm. if you know, whatever, but it was just the the lyrics were kind of odd towards the end. And yeah, the chorus was very repetitive, very simple. The other thing that I thought was weird was they were all lip syncing to one person singing. And Mm. I found that really distracting to the point where like whenever they showed Blair who looked adorable doing it, but like Blair was, she was way overdoing that lip syncing like sorry uh-huh. Blair loved loved your verse and when you were in the background you pulled focus Cassie don't pop the head oh I mean you want to talk about background acting uh, oh. <laughs> oh I know what you're talking about this oh oh my god this community theater production of the music man I was like and and you know there was trouble in Simi Valley <laughs> Trouble in Studio City. Trombones. Wah, yeah. Wah. yeah. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> like, I mean, the 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 background, like, there's it's a very specific move. It's a very it's a you're sitting next to someone, you turn almost, you know, your whole body to them, one hand on their arm. There's always some like deep engagement and like immediately like sharing a laugh about something. And usually mm. the person that you're turning to doesn't know you're creating this moment with them. Sure. So sure. it's very like watching one actor try to like clap with another actor, actor's hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> this was Blair and Cracker you're talking yes, about. This yes. This was Blair I saw and Cracker. Too. Yes. I saw it too. I, sure. I, <laughs> points off I'm not happy well, with you or you <laughs> or you uh you know I I got to say I also let's talk about this song here yeah. um I, I I found that there were there were two performances in particular that were so out of the same playbook as I'll never be satisfied from Hamilton oh uh-huh, uh-huh. So we're, we're, we're going a little musical here, okay? I, I just want to first start with Alexis Mateo. First of all, Alexis Mateo should have been in the top. Like, no question, absolutely should have been in the top instead of Juju B, and I'll explain why. Juju B, her verse had that one joke, which was a great joke, but by the time we heard it in the song, we had already heard it three times. Yeah. So the effect was gone, and I feel like the edit was pushing her to kind of be in the top and it was a little too obvious. Alexis, she her her rap had vocal range, it had jokes, and it had these fun rhymes and rhythms that were very uh what what's that? Oh, it's the feeling of freedom of seeing the light. It's Benjamin Frank or Ben Franklin with a key in the kite. You see it, right? Like uh-huh. there's that that uh-huh. same feeling. And to to okay, so Alexis I loved. Like I loved how just like Daddy Yankee and I it was so cute. It was so cute and fun and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a great performance." And then, you know, the other girls went. When they got to Blair, I think Blair's was the perfect example of like rhythm and rhyme. She had the hard Rs and if you can get past like the hunger in his eyes, um uh-huh. the Anthony her- rapping she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Days of inspiration, playing hooky, making no- something out of nothing. Yeah, I'm going to stop. I know you're all uh, Yeah, I'm so, just... Uh, <laughs> uh. 
So anyway, she, hers was you know exciting because it was Hannibal Lecter, and you're like, okay, that's that's a choice. But her her lyrics, he'll look at me with hunger in his eyes. I'm the whole damn snack. Just serve my heart with a side of fries, super size. I'm beefing up. I'll take this pie to the first place prize. It had all of these eyes rhymes, and it just mm-hmm. reminded me of that. That that song uh, from Hamilton, uh, uh-huh. Never Be Satisfied. It's the feeling of freedom, of seeing the light. It's Ben Franklin with the key and the kite. You see it, right? Mm-hmm. Just You know what I'm... Do you see yeah, that she, connection yep, I'm she, trying to make? Yes, she does it at the end in Satisfied as well. She says, he'd be mine. She'd say she's fine, but she'd be lying. Like, it's that same... Like you're, you're using mm. the same... And I mean, I like that little bit of Satisfied. Yeah, but... I, yeah, right. I know what you're saying where there's, you know... Uh, I'm looking for you're you're looking for a little more Sondheim and a little less of like you know like something a little more complicated is it, if I'm going to keep it in the musical theater realm, which is obviously a limited wheel of of a house for me. Um, oh, I see. I mean, that's why I I really loved Blair and Alexis, but the one that nailed it, obviously, obvious. I hope it's obvious was Shea Coulee. Well, yeah. I mean, Shay. This this was kind of like what Shay did this week is kind of what everyone has been expecting: is someone to come in and to kill everything mm. from yes. like the challenge yes. to the look mm-hmm. to the lip sync to the to the the min, the micro moments, like that little reaction she had when they revealed Alyssa. Um, like oh. she, she just had all these. Oh, Mary! I took screenshots that of that. Mo- that like thing. That that's mm-hmm, when she mm-hmm. won this. Yeah, that's yeah. when she won the series, the season for me. I will post it on Twitter. It's it was it's like a story told in three screenshots. She looked impeccable, looking over her shoulder. Uh huh. Impeccable. And she wasn't even in the runway look. So it was it was like you have it was three acts of Shea Coulee, right? You had her rap about Chadwick Boseman. And let me tell you, Mary, what I thought was also really impressive is that it wasn't funny. And for her mm-hmm. to kill it like that without it being funny is brilliant. And then the second act, obviously, when she came out in that bejeweled, the nipples, I can't stop staring at your nipples look, uh, which, again, timely. Like, who would have thought? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's who would have like, thought? Yeah, like, I think that Shay kind of coming out with this just, like, I mean, really, this runway was, was like, yeah, especially the runway theme being, like, loving the skin you're in. And, and oh. Shay just being this, like, beautiful oh. example of just, like, loving her blackness. And it was, like, between Mariah last week and Shay this week, it was, like, yeah, that timeliness. Like, this is... This is great. And she and 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 those nipples were not blurred. So that's a win. Oh, Mary, when I tell you I I I was so relieved that they did not bl- that would have ruined the look. No, it would have been I mean I don't know what. Do you the, think how- that they had any conversations? Like, because uh, for Marys that don't know that maybe are missing this argument or not argument, this discussion in season seven, episode one, there was naked. It was like a uh, uh, born naked runway theme where they had to wear these body suits and they blurred out the queen's nipples. Right, at least in not an untucked. I don't think, but they definitely did on the main show and. And then also Valentina, last All Stars, had mm-hmm. her her nipples blurred, and even though she was female presenting, but they were her male nipples, right? So it was it was odd. And for if they had done that now, I feel like there must have been some sort of discussion, right? Because apparently this is like a send up to 
uh, Naomi Campbell uh, wearing like a Gautier look. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we should also give credit to the bodysuit by Troy Seaford and then uh, and Michael Brambila. Excuse me if I mispronounce that name, Um, because this was this was uh, I mean, my mouth was agape. Yeah, it was really incredible. I I really think this. I mean, they they kind of obviously say it more than once this episode of how much, how Shay is a front runner and big competition, and I really think like by the end of this episode, I it was very clear that this season is Shay's to beat. Um, now, granted, completely, we have you know we could have said that about Manila last season, right? Like you know you never know, but right. I think in terms of like merit and performance and how she's like connecting with the other queens in the room she's making friends like you know she's making allies without even having to have the ally conversation like it's Mm. i i would like to see this be a season of shay being like a master of all-stars you know what i mean Uh, right i mean but here's the thing with all-stars and i said this i said this when uh when the promo first came out and they showed shay kule walking in the workroom and everybody's like oh my god impeccable impeccable i remember saying somewhere on the social media like this is brilliant and the fans are going to go crazy when the other queens eliminate Shay because she's too much competition I really feel like that is what's going to be her downfall is the other queens like now we're seeing they're like they understand the game they're not afraid to be villains and they will get rid of a queen who is going to be hard to beat well are they not afraid of being villains because my instinct would be that like especially all-stars like these are seasoned drag race girls that they already know what they're in for once the show is airing on social media like we saw a level of self-awareness on season 12 of you know everyone trying to get along and not get any hate uh but i feel like these are veterans of that and i would i actually think that my expectation this season is that yeah there's going to be some little conflicts and whatnot but i my prediction is that seasons going forward are going to continue to keep, including this one, continue to play it safer in terms of being villainous or being bitchy or being, you know, deceitful um, than they may have been in the past because the social media reaction is so awful. Um, I don't know. Well, I, I, I think if I this was you. years ago, it'd be much more devious. I hear you on that definitely years ago. But for now, it, it seems like Jujubee is like, I don't give a shit. I'll fucking, you know, start some drama with Mayhem, you know. And then you have Cracker, who I think Cracker is also fine to be the villain. And maybe we can uh, we could talk about that uh, in just a second. I just wanted to mention with Shay's verse, she also won the season when she... She had the line. She wrote the line. I'm dreaming about what kind of life will lead. Yeah. I, it's just like, anyway, Shay Coulee, here to slay, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, she's black. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I just feel like it bears repeating that you're quoting her entrance line. You're not just reminding oh, thank people you. that thank Shay you. is black. Yes, uh, thank we, you. It's not like we have to make sure to remind everybody. It's just... <laughs> Her entrance line. I'm black. That's what she said when she entered. Yes. Uh, And it also kind of just informs this episode as well, which I just think is so beautiful. Um, And yeah, that look over the shoulder, Mary. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, okay, so the villain edit, right? I it's obvious it's right now it's Cracker. I am here for Cracker being the villain of the season. Because honestly, having a queen with the name Cracker be the villain is the most appropriate thing right now. I I mean yeah, like I think on Twitter, sure. <laughs> I like I guess I'm not trying to say I'm not I am do not write me letters. I'm not one of those people who says, well, now that we have a white villain, let's not send them hate. I don't think anybody should be getting hate. Let's be obviously clear on that. Um, I I think it's interesting the way that she's starting to get this villain narrative when at the same time she's also getting a sort of an extension of her season 10 narrative, but I think a bit more personal now of like being perceived as difficult and like having a hard time connecting with people and people really only seeing the cage and not the person stuck in the cage. Like, I think that to me is so much more interesting and true and like nuanced than turning all of that and then kind of saying, okay, we hear you cracker. We're going to do exactly what you say everyone does. And we're just going to see the, the crappy things you said in the moment and not like, you know what I mean? Like a not acknowledge that this is not a villain. This is just somebody who like, I don't know. I, like I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses. I guess I'm just honestly like the idea of, oh, who's our villain? It's like, it's starting to feel kind of, um, it's starting to feel tired. I think like it feels really tired to go, like go through the, that routine of like, okay, who's our villain in the room when like no one wants to be. Like you might get a queen like Gia Gunn who's who's Ugh. down to come in and stir some shit. And Derek. And yes. Derek, but like Ugh. I can't imagine like some like I believe the story of Cracker who's like I I wish that I could connect with people. I wish I wasn't so difficult. I wish I knew it was wrong with me. I think that's more true than a cracker who's trying to like fuck with people in the room. Do I mm. think she was playing I mind games with Angina? Yes, but I think she was trying to create some TV is how it felt to me. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, it's worth just saying this again, like the, the distinction between a villain in the past, which has usually been a black queen versus cracker who is now a, a villain, but is white. Yeah. will get a very different response. And I also don't think, I don't think that you can combine feeling for the villain either way. Gay people feel for villains all the time. Don't get it twisted. Whether it's Maleficent, whether it's Ursula, you know, it it, it, it doesn't matter, right? We're, as gay people, we, we are often painted as villains. So we immediately try to figure out why. So I just wanted to make sure that that was stated um, because I, 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 I'm living for Cracker being the villain that we can also hear the other side of right because if you go to it wasn't untucked but like it is the untucked if you know what i mean like when they're backstage mm -hmm. um she has a confessional where she says does it help me to make angina feel bad does it help angina to feel bad no that's the mistake and i just feel like by having that talking point and by the show choosing to show that they are kind of protecting Cracker in a way because it's like she's modeling what not to do. Like, why should we be making others feel bad? It's just exposing your own insecurities. It's a non-solution. And the fact that Cracker is coming to terms with that and we're hearing that side, it's like, oh, yeah, why am I spreading hate or why am I calling out on Gina? That, that wasn't helpful. Why did I do that? 
Well, then I guess the question would be like, if she's coming to that conclusion narratively in terms of the footage and the editing, if she's coming to that conclusion by the end of this episode, do they continue this narrative with her or is this a narrative that ends just with Angina leaving? You know, like mm-hmm. for people to say, oh, well, I, oh, it looks like Cracker is the, the, the villain. Then what that says is, well, Cracker is modeling this behavior, but we're still going to show her being a, a bitch anyway. You know, which well, they're kind of showing in the preview next week because now she's fighting with Alexis. Yeah, yeah, and they showed that in Untucked when she walks up to Shay and Alexis because she's like, I respect you guys, what's going on? And Alexis is like, I wish you were going home. Like, you know, and and then uh, Cracker's like, okay, sorry I walked into this. Like, all right. She was obviously, they are are setting up Cracker to have more conflicts with people. The thing that I I found weird was they did spend a lot of, quote-unquote, Social Justice Corner. I don't think there's going to be much of that. There might be. Uh, but right now it's it it's focusing on Cracker, where they're all talking shit about Cracker, or they're all like kind of gossiping about what Cracker did in the group. And I don't know, is Cracker like right there? Can't Cracker like hear them all talking? Uh, if, am I, I know I'm supposed to suspend my disbelief, but like Cracker's there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't remember kind of the lineup of where everyone was, you know, or like how hard it would be to hear things, but, um, or like even like periods of time, like maybe Cracker's not at the makeup station while they're having that conversation. Um, but like, where I, would she be? Anyway, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, I think it's, uh, it, it's just, it's, un, it's a little uncomfortable. I guess, to be honest, it's like uncomfortable watching uh, Cracker get the, the villain narrative when I feel like I, I I just feel like it's selling short a much more interesting story for the sake of like a boring reality TV trope, you know? Um, Well, maybe they're challenging that by showing Cracker in the mirror being like, I don't know why this keeps happening to me. I get it all the time. You know, I, I will say that if, People are constantly saying you're difficult. Like that's something you do need to figure out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she, but she's like, you know, it's why I have so many few friends. I haven't made friends in years. Uh, you know, I, I, it, they are showing that side. So it is hard to make her, quote unquote, the villain trademark, right? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, yeah, and maybe it's just also like it just feels like. Uh, in some ways it's like drag race right now is kind of like the feel good TV distraction. And like, especially after like always the looming shadow of Sherry from season 12, it's like, no, I just want to have like a fun season and just like watch these Queens <laughs> compete and have a good time. Like I'm just asking for like a little more drag yeah. race, Thailand and a little less yeah, season I two. Yeah. I mean, but here's my thing. And maybe Mary's some Mary's will agree with you. And some Mary's agree with this, but like, this is all stars, right? And an all star believes in herself. Sorry, no, I'm just kidding. Um, th- this is all stars, and I feel like we need just this different level of camp and this this Trinity versus Gia Gun fight. Like, I want, I do want conflict that is that I know is fake because these people have known each other. Like when Mayhem and Jujube were talking, I was like, okay, they're amping this up. Mayhem isn't that offended. That Juju B would have voted for. I mean, she could have been a little offended, but because the cameras are on, she has to amp it up, right? It's like with Val and the comeback. It's like, okay, don't hit people, right? No, it's like, no, you cause a scene, you know, even though you're not that mad, right? Yeah, and this is early. I mean, I feel like this is also telling of early in a season is like they're all trying. I mean, even 
Cracker kind of doing that whole, you know, essentially pulling up butter emails with Angina of, well, you know, the next <laughs> morning I just thought, uh, <laughs> like, they're, they're creating. I should have gotten the white out. Shut up. <laughs> right. It's like, so they're, they're, it's, they're all trying to start some narratives and, like, keep things going because there isn't much to, like, Derek's gone. What are we going to talk about around this table until we have to watch <laughs> that video, you know? So I get what they're doing, and they know that they need to create this elevated TV show and this elevated reality show to go along with the elevated competition. Um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I get it. I'm just being a sensitive Sally. I'm just not in the mood for villains this season. That's all. Oh, okay. Well, you know, maybe you'll come around, and if not, hopefully it'll – you know, be nice and tension tamer tea for you and it'll be lovely. But I, I am here for conflicts and arguments in a drag race workroom that are not real. Like I, I, I love it. I, I, I think it's fun right now and I need something that is fake and has conflict, right? Because every other conflict that I see on the internet and in real life is not. So it's kind of like, uh, I just need an escape, you know? I just need a, I need an escape. I need a conflict that isn't real. <laughs> That's your version of escape. Well, it still needs to be conflict. It just shouldn't be real. <laughs> well, Mary, it's like why people go to the movies and watch a horror movie. It's why, you know, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, it, it, it's why, it's why we go to see war movies. It's why there's drama. It, 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 it's because there is a resolution eventually. That we get to experience. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll find out if there's a resolution. Uh, on Because it's all stars. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. Let's move on. Um, okay. Well, but before we move on, let's take a little break. And then when we come back, we will talk more. This week on Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show. All right, Mary. People can be yeah. such garbage monsters in this fandom and yet when it comes to season one even with all of its flaws it, yes. it's it's this yes. precious thing you know who is your celebrity crush or alternately who would you choose to write a song about for this challenge but it's celebrity crushes you know what i mean india did her homework and was like oh i should reference drag race whenever i can and here was an example where it did not work. That's the one thing I will say about Mariah. She is giving me really lovely adult in the room energy, and I'm I'm very excited about that. I think she is such a a mature, calming presence in the room. Something's gonna happen. It, it, I really do hope that Shay gets to the end unscathed. I do. Same. And if she gets voted out, man. Whew. Yeah, it's just not a good look, sis. Not a good look. <laughs> So if you want to hear all that and more, just go to patreon.com backslash all right, Mary, and we will see you in nuance. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. I have a question about Blair St. Clair. That um, beautiful little bitch, that Blair. Beautiful little bitch got lucky this week. <laughs> um, so at the beginning of the episode, India tags her as she and Shay. Like, Shay's the obvious biggest competition. But then she says, and Blair. And even the show and the talking heads were like, what? What do you mean Blair? Uh, <laughs> we were all Mariah. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, oh, her? Uh, who? Uh, 
Is there a ghost in here? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? What about this? What about this? Oh yeah. What about what this? About this? <laughs> um, why do you think? Because it, I don't think she. This I think she was answering honestly. Why do? Why would Blair St. Clair appear as the biggest competition at this point in the game? I think that was a producer pointed uh, decision. Uh-huh. To be honest, uh-huh. because Blair is a singer and puts out songs, and they're like, well. We got to put Blair on her own team so that she's not with Shay. You know, I don't know. A, a, a conspiracy theorist in me says that. So, I mean, I guess if we're thinking, I mean, it's weird because it's like if we're thinking about who's the singer in the room, there's Juju B, there's Blair, there's Shay, like people who we kind of know. I mean, I know Blair claims that's how we all know her. Oh, she sings. <laughs> she records. Oh, I know her. Oh yeah. Oh, but but I did love how she, you know, and because I know I was <laughs> such a bully last week, but like you know, she does say she's like, "This is what I love to do. This is this is how I want to enter the dress." Like essentially is what she was saying, and I'm like, "Okay, girl, go off, figure it out." And then of course they edit her just to be like totally bombing it, right? And I'm just like, "Oh, you poor little thing," which is why I was happy that in her verse it was like, "Okay, girl, you did it, you did it." Yeah, she. I mean, despite the hard R's, she she figured it out. <laughs> Um, what did you go? Oh, Anthony rapping. Yeah, her Anthony rapping. <laughs> it's I've never heard that. It's tragic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know why. I mean, I agree. It was probably just a producer prompted thing. Um, but uh, odd, 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 odd. I mean, uh, there is this. There is a side to Blair St. Clair that reads Naomi Smalls, especially after her runway this week, where she is so gorgeous. So, right, that that sh- that she can come off as a threat because she is so gorgeous. Uh, so th- th- there's that that makes me think, okay, maybe that's what they're threatened by because she just does the illusion so well. Um, and we could talk about that look if you want, but uh, that's that's the only other thing I can think of for Mariah to do or India to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think like in terms of the look she had this week, it's an interesting one because I, on like the pit stop, like Violet was like, she completely, she thought it was a terrible idea. She thought it was a great look, wrong challenge. Like the whole challenge was oh, supposed to be about yeah. celebrating she, the skin she you're was in. Sasha Bell. And yeah, she was Sasha Bell. She didn't, she didn't read the assignment correctly. Yeah. Though I guess it was like, okay, but are we saying, are we real? are we really going to say that like, oh, when I see Jujubee's look, I think, oh, this is like, Love loving the skin you're in. No, this is enchantment mm. under the stars. Franklin High School senior prom. Like I love Juju oh. I think she may in fact be the, the pizza queen after all. Because while I thought her look was kind of like eh, okay, whatever, I'm still happy to see her. I didn't really care. Like I don't really care Same. what Juju B wears. Her voice and her her verse. Exactly. Yeah, I give yes, two shits. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So it, you know, let's take this moment then, because if we're we should talk about Blair's look and then we could talk about some of these runways runway looks because I agree with you. The the only ones that stood out were obviously Shay mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the theme, love the skin you're in. And I will argue that Blair's stood out. Like it stood out because it was so different and it, it granted many could say that Monet already did this look uh, with her cat suit, oh. uh, her Pink Panther look. I don't think we need to remember that. I I mean, we all saw cats, and if you didn't see cats, you should just see Monet's Pink Panther look. 
but you know, it was unexpected, and it reminded me of a move that Naomi Smalls would do. That Naomi would would take the brief and then just like turn it upside down and be like, you know what, I'm gonna do this because I feel pink inside, and that's my skin. And it's it. I thought it was really clever because basically what she did is she took the concept and then yeah, and then she dragged it up and. I kind of feel like a lot of these, if the whole idea was, and it felt a little, I was a little unclear, like some of the looks like India's is like, oh, and, and Shay's, like I, I understood that like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, this is loving the skin you're in, skin tight, blah, 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 like all makes sense. Um, but then it was like, what what do some of these looks have to do with that? Like, because the the color kind of matches your skin tone? Like, is that... To me, it was... I didn't understand... Yeah, I didn't yeah. understand Juju's. I didn't understand Alexis's. India's, I thought, was a beautiful uh, concept that she had to explain. It was a great message. But, like, you wouldn't get that by looking at it. No. And in terms of Cracker, like, okay, I... Uh, it was funny what she said, right? She's like, uh, fiddle around on the roof with me. This whore is ready. And I'm like, okay. Oh, Okay, and the mayhem. Well, I, let me just, just just let me just go back go to uh, Cracker. It was like it was this whole. What is is the thing in the front? Well, it wouldn't be foreskin if she's being the Jewish princess. Like, what is what is the idea here? Is it just that the the dress has sort of a skin tone? Mm. Like, and what does this have to do with giving me the full? Like, here it is, girls. Here's the full Jewish American princess or Jewish princess fantasy. I was like. Okay, what a. I love that. I love the Jewish princess realness drag, but I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm getting the bar. I'm not getting the mitzvah. You know. Yeah, it's interesting. They called out Blair for like not following this brief when hers was a creative understanding of the brief, whereas I feel like the other ones. It they were they were I no one will remember those looks. Yeah, and so I thought Blair like it was a great idea. She took the concept, she she flipped it versus like Juju's could have been any runway, you know. India's and Mariah's and Maria yeah, Mariah. I mean, God, her face was I mean incredible. I'll oh my god, give her that. And oh it, my god, and it was a beautiful dress, but it could have been any runway. Um, mm-hmm. Agreed. India, I mean, Agreed. I appreciate that India was like, it, it is obviously very aunt drag. It's like your aunt at a wedding or perhaps Miss Cracker's bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah, if mm. the case may be, mm-hmm. explaining to you the idea around her dress. So what I did is all the colors are tied together by the red hot. Like that's, that is <laughs> what I'm picturing. <laughs> We're all red hotted. Oh, I love I love all the skin tones. I love like, all you know, of them. The new band aids. Yeah. They're like the new band aids right now, but with the heart. But there's you know, a you hot. Gotta have the heart. You gotta have hot. <laughs> a sparkly heart. Yeah. Speaking of which, get me a spritz over there and one of those sugar cookies. I can't get up because the leg. <laughs> she taps her thigh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. And Angina, what did you think of Angina's? I mean, points for Birds on the Runway. So I like, appreciated that. Certainly. I mean, and... Love a parasol. Well, like, you know? and Birds on the Runway, but she was, you know, the egg in the nest. Like, I love that she was like an egg oh, on the runway as I well. Um, I know. She got read for that. I'm like, why are you reading her for that? It's brilliant. Well, Ugh. but like, if that was her intention, certainly. But I feel like I... I didn't, I you know, I didn't understand the reference. I didn't know how this was sort of skin... 
love the skin you're in. It was more of like love the feathers that you're wearing. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, the fact that it's this traditional Filipino costume uh, reconceptualized and then the idea of her skin being her feathers, right? There, There is a concept to that. It's just not obvious. Yeah, and I, I think, like, that's the thing, is if you have to explain it, like, I think it'd be very easy to, to be like, oh, I can't question it because it's a traditional Filipino look that I don't understand. Sure, that's true, I don't understand it, but when it comes to, like, your look has to come down the runway telling me the story, you shouldn't have to explain it, then I don't care where this came from. It didn't work, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I am totally with you, Mary. Totally uh, with you. Yeah. I mean, it was... I, I, we haven't really talked about uh, Alexis's, but honestly, I didn't really have a lot of feelings about Alexis's look. Yeah, again, it was, it was Alexis's rap uh, that... Just oh god, and the fact that she kept calling him Daddy Janky, I was like, oh girl, did I just you love you? <laughs> are you familiar with him? Do you know who that is? Of course. Really? Who is he? Is should Daddy I Daddy Yankee? I is that is that a, do the people know who that is? Like the yeah, kids? Yeah. Well, uh, yes, the kids know. I know of Daddy Yankee mostly because of my time teaching in Chicago, uh, and all my kids were obsessed with reggaeton, like uh-huh. obsessed. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so Daddy Yankee was like, it was like, oh, and so they all played for me the song um, "Gasolina," which oh. I was like, oh my god, I love this song. And then one of the teachers was like, Mister A, you can't play "Gasolina" in class anymore. And I'm like, why? The kids love it. I'm like, there's a reason why the kids love it. And so I was like, oh shit. They explained what it all was, and I was like, okay, so no more "Gasolina." Oh, why? <laughs> Is that about the fracking? I was like- such a white kid. I know. No, 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 not that. What? Not that. Well, uh, uh, I know that song, but uh, my muzzy didn't see, it's cover semen. it. It's, oh, I know, right? Okay. Your muzzy. It's semen. It's semen. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess you know that expression of you know when you're when you're gassing people up. I guess it has a whole new meaning. I think Daddy Yankee wasn't Daddy Yankee also in um, like he's guested. He's like guest wrapped in a lot of uh, uh, d- different things, right? Like, wasn't he in uh, Despacito? Is that that's Daddy Yankee, right? Oh, I mean, you I are, have to look it up. Are, uh, I have to look it up. Yeah, I, I. That's not my exit on the highway. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, two okay, towns no back. Worries. Uh, okay, I f- it's okay if you don't know it, Mary. We're not going to shame you. Well, you listen to churches, and I do. you know all the references from disaster movies in the seventies. Yeah. It doesn't make you a bad anything. It just means that you you missed it, and that's yeah. okay. Well, you missed it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know anything about Daddy Yankee, but I uh I appreciate I appreciate the education. Um otherwise, I mean in terms of we I in terms of the song, I will just mention we I feel like every season we kind of get the new iteration of Leland and he he kind of gets more and more weeho by the season, you know, like I feel like <laughs> I feel like he was like a solid like mid oh. midwestern gay in like his first season. I feel like he had a poncho on. I'm not knocking the poncho, but it gets cold in the plains. And now he's you know he's got he's got this jumpsuit on. Mary, he is perfect gay in quarantine. Yes, dyeing his hair. Yep. I think I saw some banana bread back there by Stitch. Yeah. Um. 
Did you put walnuts in that? It's sourdough bread. It's sa- oh, yeah, yeah. He had a sourdough starter. He was starting to trying to get to, but by the time this was over, uh, uh, yeah, it was. You, you know, Jeff really needs to change his name to Stitch or something. Yeah, uh, Leland and Stitch or Sitch, perhaps. Yeah, uh, we're not asking for yeah, too much. I'm glad here. they're back. I'm glad they're back. I appreciated what they did uh, last season. Um, and the finale, which was great. And then this song, yeah, okay, it wasn't... Yeah, I was not in love, not in love, not in love. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't sing a verse about the song. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like Leland because I feel like he, he's constructive with the Queens. I remember I've been rewatching, you know, in terms of like bedtime TV, I've been rewatching some of All Stars 4, and there's a great moment I forgot about in the whatever singing the I don't remember which singing challenge it was but it was with Monique and like trying to get her help her like hit this note and he was like this is your last take you have to get it on this take and like like he just like oh yeah he brings it out of her you know like it's a real it's a real sister act moment when when they get that (laughs) the little white nun to sing like it was one of those moments (laughs) (laughs) it was like that It was like that it was when like they got that. the little white, nun. Got white Sister nun Mary Robert. Yeah. Sister Mary Robert. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I love him. I love him. That's oh, a Sister Act reference. <laughs> oh, yes, I love him. Sorry. I'll follow him. Oh, okay. Thank you for letting me do yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I love that song. I love I Will Follow Him. The Sister Act version. So good. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, I wish that the actual actress, Sister Mary Robert, did it. Yeah. What was your uh, name? Wendy something. We used to queen out on her. Mm, I know. Uh, yeah. Wendy something. You can look it up. Oh, but please. I'm it's not W-E-N. Her. I'm already it, there. It's not her singing. Uh, it's they. She was lip syncing to another per, another actress or another uh, recording artist, and when they had this like sister act reunion on, I think it was Ellen, um, Ellen, uh, who's canceled. Uh, yeah. No, um, when it was on, they were on Ellen. They had the actual singer there, uh, and we got to see her sing the solo. Oh wow! Along with Sister Ray Robert, I think was lip syncing also, but. Um, but she was there, which I thought was a nice gesture. Well, just to fill everyone in, uh, when it's Wendy McKenna. We love a Wendy McKenna. <laughs> Matreon alum Wendy McKenna from Sister Act and Sister Act 2. Uh, and she was dubbed by Andrea Robinson. Mm, Andrea Robinson. Okay. thank. Here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Here's to you, Mrs. Um, Robinson. And to you, Wendy McKenna. Mm-hmm. No, don't forget Wendy McKenna. Yeah. You know, um, you know. Before I forget, now that we're talking about sensational singers, uh, I thought we would talk a little bit about Madison Beer. I mean, Ugh. my God, what a guest! Yeah, <laughs> Madison Beer. Oh, just bloated at the sight of her. I am not interested in Madison. I don't like beer. I don't like Madison Beer. I. I she was, according to Chanel, Grand High Witch of season one. She was a nightmare of a client. On Secret Celebrity mm. All Stars, I love when somebody describes somebody else as a nightmare. Oh, a nightmare! Oh, that. she was an absolute nightmare. It's a nightmare, and like, oh my god, what a fucking disaster! Like, I love, yes. and I love when someone describes themselves. Oh, I'm, I'm a fucking disaster right now. Like, I just <laughs> feel like when when they asked India how she was feeling, you know, during deliberations, and she said, "Well, I'm, I'm a mess." And I just, I, I thought, well. 
Twitter needed that gif. Thank you. Uh, Madison Beer, I, I just, I think because of that and because I really didn't enjoy her on Secret Celebrity Drag Race, I <clears throat> had no feelings about her in this episode. Like I, re- I mean, I was expecting Rue to say the queens in the bottom are Angina and Madison Beer. Like it, she, it's almost as if there was that she's being advertised. That she's an advertisement mm-hmm. in that in that judging thing or celebrity drag race. It, I, and granted, I understand that perhaps Madison Beer is a singing sensation and has a huge career. And I'm, you know, get off my lawn right now, but. I didn't even Google her because I didn't want to give the satisfaction to Googling her. Like yeah. I was so mad. <laughs> I know. I, I I was so. Uh, I again. I think don't what, Google Madison Beer. Don't whatever you do. <laughs> don't Google Tub Girl or Madison Beer. <laughs> Equally unpleasant experiences. <laughs> Tub Girl, Madison Beer, and then who is the? <laughs> Who is the one that... Re- oh, oh, Peter Lupus Nude. Peter right. Lupus Nude, which I haven't looked up, but I... I that oh, I did. Was it good? It's it's a, a very thick, flaccid penis. It's He's a Playboy, Playgirl centerfold. And yeah, it's it's good. It's, I can understand how back in the day you were into Peter Lupus. Peter Lupus Nude. All right. Oh, I typed nud and it did Billy Loomis, Peter Lupus. Sorry, yes. Uh P- um, Peter Loops. Oh, there it is. Oh, he's great. Okay. <laughs> yes, he's great. He's great. Um, but anyway, Madison Beer probably up there with like one of the worst guests. And again, I don't know Madison Beer. No. I haven't even Googled her. But I'm letting you know the impact that she's had on Drag Race. And from Celebrity Drag Race, yes, she was a nightmare. Yeah, she's a nightmare. <laughs> of a client. And coming from Chanel, okay? Right. And then, uh, and then on this episode, no impact. And so I'm like, okay, so this is basically like Shania Twain. Watch your back, Leanne Rhymes. Yeah, I don't know. Does Madison Ooh. Beer sing country? <clears throat> Again, Tanya Tucker no, and Pam Tell- Tillis and Casey Musgraves. We've had a lot of great country queens on Drag yes. Race. Yes. But we also had Leanne Rimes yes, we have. and Shania Twain. Uh, Shania Twain. I mean, and that was like rude. Whereas oh. maybe they just edited out Madison because they're like, all right, whatever. We gave her airtime. We don't need to give her any more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like they they fulfilled the brief for the advertisement. Am I being so harsh right now? I'm sorry. I Maybe think... there are huge Madison Beer fans out oh, there. That's, I apologize. That's okay. I think what we're doing is just, you know, uh, we got to find, you know, you got to, you know, uh, you got to talk to someone, sweetie, you know, as, <laughs> as Mariah Carey once said in Precious, you got to talk to someone, sweetie. Um <laughs> You gotta talk to someone if you want your check, but I have to paraphrase. Um, on the flip side, I don't, I don't know if you're being mean. I'm not here to defend Madison Beer, so I won't. Maybe we are, but who cares? Um, so uh, on the flip side, I this was really my first introduction to uh, Tessa Thompson, and I feel like what I've heard is people are just like obsessed with her, and I mm. get it. Now, is she a lesbian? Because I want her to be a lesbian. I don't know. Well, I have a Google, and I just have to get rid of Peter Lupus's flaccid penis, and I can look up Tessa. Man, my search history is all over the place. Tessa Thompson. <laughs> Wendy McKenna. Wendy McKenna. Peter Lupus nude. nude. Tessa Thompson <laughs> lesbian? Um, well, Mary, I, you know, just to 
give a little shout out to an acting moment on this episode. I RuPaul has been getting a lot of hate and flack for the fracking and, and, and lots of things, right? But what RuPaul does really well is is play up camp. When mm-hmm. RuPaul was playing up the whole, uh, you know, I'm going to write a song. I'm so in love. I, it, it, the, the tone is perfect for her. She knows exactly how to do it. Well, she, you know, it's like she does, <clears throat> Ru kind of, she starts at Greece and then she goes up a couple floors, you know? Mm, yes, um, yes. And so, like, that gives her, like, immediately, like, the tone to find. Um, <clears throat> or just not related at all, but uh, I believe Tessa Thompson identifies as bisexual, which is also great. That's fine. Great. I just wanted to know if she, she was were, sitting at our right. table or not. Yeah. 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 Well, and an ally can sit at our table too, Mary. Well, That's all I, I have to say. know, I know, but I was just getting this great lesbian vibe and I wanted it to be kind of mm. real, you know? Yeah. It sounds like it's, it's kind of real. <clears throat> yeah. Love it. Um, Daddy Janky Sorry I just love Daddy Janky I love that she kept saying Daddy Janky And that the other queens started saying Daddy Janky That was just like It was oh, it was just such a like a giggle me Tickle me Elmo moment For me during this episode <laughs> Well it, <clears throat> it, it raises a very Important question because I, I, Last week of course Alexis was our BSA of the week And I'm wondering if there is a new segment emerging of best supporting Alexis, because (laughs) I kind of feel like she's coming for it this week. She has another great moment um, that I I think I'm going to put it in our theme song. Oh, if 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 I know what moment you're talking. about. Oh, this was more of just a visual moment. This wasn't a a quoted moment. Okay. Um, Okay. So uh, it's when. Cracker is starting to go off about Angina's emails, but her emails, um, <laughs> but the lipstick, but my whiteout. Um, and there's this great shot of Alexis kind of starting to laugh and looking at mayhem. And they're like the two adults in the corner. They're like, oh, God, here we go. And it's. <laughs> oh, I got. I heard that. Oh, yes, it's I, a or I saw that. Fabulous I saw that. moment. Yes. And like. You know, almost like they know that it's drama being mucked yes. up. Like they're like, "Oh, here, oh, we, here go. we go!" And it's, it's all in Trinity, and yes. it's all Alexis doing this. Like, "Oh my God, here we go!" Uh, <laughs> it's it's so good. It's so good. Alexis is emerging uh, as as just really one to watch. I did not expect, but I I, I will say uh, the one to beat when it comes to the best supporting actress this season so far is. Alexis Mateo. Mm, agreed. Agreed. I love her. Or I, I I, I should just keep it to this episode for now because I love her in this episode. I think she is BSA, like, to a T, is like the strong one throughout. Oh, God, I loved her. And then obviously, like, the shining star is Shea Coulee. But... Oh my God, Alexis was was giving me all of those those notes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's been great. I'm really like I think, you know, Angina obviously is no longer the pizza queen because she's out. But I think Juju B is now. It's funny because I don't know if I would say Alexis is my pizza queen. Alexis is right. a whole other thing. She's best supporting Alexis. That's what's happening right mm. now. Um, mm. But and of course, I mean, it always bears repeating just because I feel like there could be someone who didn't hear the last episode. But if you don't know what a pizza queen is, the elevator pitch is that a pizza queen is a queen that we love regardless of how she does in the challenge or how she looks on the runway, because 
much like pizza, uh, we love her regardless because we love pizza even when it's not good. I bumble, I bungled a little bit this week, but you got the idea. <laughs> I did it backwards. At least I did it correctly on high tea. You know, that's all I really care about. At the end of the day, <laughs> I don't give two two jamokes about whether I get it right here. So, but that's a pizza queen. Uh, Mary, I I have more thoughts on this episode, but I think perhaps it would fit more in a nuance format. I mean, I still, I want to talk about, is Cracker real? I want to talk about where's Mayhem? And I also have more nuances to talk about from the song performances. Yeah, I have I have more notes. I would say in terms of what our and the lip sync. I, well, right? I I oh. was going to say I think before we close out our main stage episode, I don't think we should save the lip sync for nuance. I feel like Agreed. Everybody should know that this was a, like, oh my god, Shay. You know what it was? It was the. I mean, she killed it. But the moment that that set it off that gave me that Dita Ritz moment was when she was doing those twisty knees across the stage. Yes, yes, the twisty knees. Twisty knees, I was like, and then she comes around and is doing those kicks. I was like, you know, we talked about last week where I felt like I was wondering if the lip sync and the assassin were going to be perfectly paired. This week, the lip sync and the top queen and Shay, I mean, Shay, when they said Neutron Dance, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see Shay. Shay's going to kill this. And the uh, and Alyssa, I mean, maybe we'll save this for nuance, but there have been some people who feel that Alyssa maybe half-stepped this lip sync. I I have thoughts on that, I have, and I can see it both ways, and I think why not talk about it now? So, first of all, Shay's impression of Alyssa is hilarious. <laughs> Do you, did you catch that? When she did the little arm thing, the little hand thing? Uh, no, I guess I didn't. Cause I, oh, okay, well... You succeeded. Was it like um, was it like that point thing that she does, like Alyssa, like pointing where she's going? She, it's like this little claw that she's doing uh, when she talks, and Shay does it right when they announce Alyssa, and then you see Shay doing it facing the judges, and she's doing this little Alyssa impersonation. Anyway, if you rewatch it, you'll see it. Oh, that little but, reaction she has when she dur- she turns and she does it like mm, okay, okay, she does that kind of yes, reaction. Yes, yes, oh, yeah, yes, I love yes, that yes, moment. Yes. Yeah, that's what okay, we great, cleaned out about great. earlier. Yeah. Oh, mine was the looking over the shoulder, Mary. Oh, I remember. That's what I was queening out about. But then she like turns and looks at the judges and she does that like, oh, like, okay. Oh, I see what you're doing here kind of moment. And Okay, yes, which was great. Mm -hmm. And for me, the moment that like it was royalty was the shot of her looking over her shoulder. Oh, my God. Ugh, I'm going to post it on on our Twitter. Oh, my God. That shot. Ugh, sorry. (sighs) Just a, uh, just a moment. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like RuPaul watching watching uh, Shay come down the runway naked. Like Ra- RuPaul was like, <sighs> it's like you're gonna need a moment. Getting up, leaving the stage, going backstage. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay, so there's two there's two sides to this Alyssa coin. Okay, so. Yes, she could have sidestepped the lip sync because she is respectful of Shay. She's respectful of these queens. She's like, eh, you know, give it to the give it to these girls. I never won. I like being a runner up. Right. Like, that's a great storyline. The other thing is, is that perhaps it could have also been Alyssa gets off a plane. And then that morning has to get in a drag. And it's hard to step into a competition kind of cold 
and then to just like do it. You haven't had a chance to read the room. You haven't had a chance to like, uh, you don't have a reason to really like go for it and win. Whereas I feel like with Evie, Evie at that point was still defending her crown. So there was like other stakes too. So there is this argument that I can see of like, well, Alyssa didn't do well because Alyssa didn't do well. Well, I, it's also like to call, I mean, I think Alyssa is a great lip syncer and she's a great performer, but if we're going to go by track record to call her an assassin, she, she either usually loses or ties. Yeah. So is that an assassin or is that a diplomat? You know, like (laughs) she's just like, she can't even say the word assassin. No, (laughs) which, uh, which I, you know, that I could even get it together with, but like, you know, she, I think that she did like I I'm fine with some of the repeated moves when she was back there at the at the the frame of the doorway and she was kind of doing the yeah the high the, that move yeah like yeah I know that she's done that before I don't care I think she's she did well she did well it's she did Shay well did better I think Shay did better and Shay just like she had it in she her found face. the song more yeah yes um Shay had it in her face whereas when you look at Alyssa's face during this there is kind of this tired or not like she's tired but like like a wig but she it's it's not fully present and i i would have loved to see her come out as annie oakley i think that would have like gagged it Mm -hmm. like gagged it but you know such as such such as such uh, you know but you can't take it away from shay you really can't even if you want to say oh she sidestepped the lip sync Maybe she sidestepped it because she's like, oh, shit, it's Shea Coulee, you know? I, but I see, I think that, like, I, I don't see anyone being like, oh, it's Shea. I got to give it to her. Oh, I'm like, I, I just think at the end of the day, like, like there's a TV show. Alyssa came. She had a job. They they said, well, mm-hmm. what you need to do is come and, <clears throat> and you know, lip sync, you know, and dance your ass off. Uh, that's your gig. Like, she shows up. She was a professional. She did her job. She did fine. She did better. It won't be the first assassin who doesn't win. I think the idea that, like, with people saying, oh, did she, like, did she not really put her heart into it or she, you know, just didn't really care? It's like, why the fuck would she – she was hired to do a job. Like, why would right. she not right. try? Well, she's going to try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is reality TV, so you also have to know, like – Okay, maybe there is something else going on. You know, why not? Why not? But sure. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got pride. She's got pride. She is reality TV gold and I and she's perfect at it and it's like of course have her on. But yeah. I think the argument goes really a, a long way when you say is she really an assassin though? Yeah. It's like uh, to be honest like part of what I like about Alyssa is that she's just like this eternal runner up. Like I love that narrative. I love when she's like, "Oh, back to the house." Like she knows <laughs> this is part of her gig. I'm a lovely alternate. <clears throat> and it's part of her charm and it's part of what's so great is I know. she's such a she's such a goose and she's so nuts and she never wins, but she always stays in the race. Like it's uh and she's a star. So it's I don't know. Um <laughs> She's the ultimate losing is the new winning, you know? Oh, yes. Well said. Well said. And with that, Marys, we're going to end our episode there and finish our discussion on nuance. 
Um, if you have any thoughts on this episode, though, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tastereality.com slash allright-mary. You can also email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And if you want, you can follow me on Instagram at Johnny Also or on Twitter at Johnny Also One. And of course, you can find more of me on either In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses, uh, like Alexis Mateo, for example, our BSA of the week again. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And if you want to get access to Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show, and lots of other bonus episodes... Um, just go to patreon.com slash allrightmary and become a Patreon, and uh, we would love you for that well Mary we have a last chance lip sync uh, yes. no just before we finish uh, this week we are once again uh, donating oh, yes, to yes. as <clears throat> we mentioned last week every week uh, during All, uh, All Stars 5 we're going to be donating to a different organization um, just really kind of you know keeping the movement going, staying involved with Black Lives Matter, supporting how we can, and obviously helping you guys uh, find more resources and places to donate and support. So uh, this week we are donating a portion of our Patreon proceeds to the Transgender Law Center. Um, <clears throat> they say it a lot more eloquently than I ever could. So from their mission and vision statement, the Transgender Law Center changes law, policy, and attitudes so that all people can live safely, authentically, and free from discrimination regardless of their gender identity or expression. Uh, the Transgender Law Center is the largest national trans-led organization advocating for a world in which all people are free to define themselves and their futures. Grounded in legal expertise and committed to racial justice, TLC employs a variety of community-driven strategies to keep transgender and gender non-conforming people alive, thriving, and fighting for liberation. So uh, if you would like to help support the Transgender Law Center, you can go to transgenderlawcenter.org. Uh, they have a support tab, or if you want to go right to it, just go to backslash support. Uh, so uh, if you have more questions, feel free to reach out. Uh, happy to help. Amazing. Thank you so much, Mary, for that and uh, reminding me that we're doing that before the <coughs> Last Chance Lip Sync. Yeah. Uh, the Last Chance Lip Sync in honor of a Hannibal Le Lecter reference, which is fabulous. Uh, I'm, we're giving you It's Igent Starling from Silence the Musical. We hope you enjoy it, Mary. Bon appetit. Well, I guess they're kind of problematic now, so enjoy. <laughs> Who would have thought I could make it this far In show little time Look in the car, there's a head in a jar It's the sheen of a crime Now they can't hold me back Cause I just raised the bar I'm on fire, called the press Here I am Hold your breath, I'm a star It's Agent Starling Riddles and anagrams Oh how he thrives on his cute little games Don't really mind at the end of the day If he's giving me names And now that I'm making a difference The guys won't belittle me Guess it's a good thing that multiple mix shot a load in my face.
Crawford's rewarding me now. I'm officially part of the chase. I'll love you bastards. You better keep up, cause I'm shedding the pies. I'm excited, I confess. Won't my teachers be impressed? I'll be quantic coach, little darling. There are lives on the line, and that shepherd had to shine. That this case should be mine. It's Agent Star.